0: You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start right now at 11. We go till 2 a.m., 1380, 99.9 FM. It is Monday, and Governor McKee is going to be down in Washington. And, you know, I'm sure very excited and going to be at the White House for the big uh, signing that they were able to get through regarding infrastructure. And, of course, in Rhode Island, that means they can record, uh, reward, I should say, the unions and everything. you know nothing goes out to bid they then just benefit so much from that but let's go with how things are really going in the country and this is what governor McKee's going to be walking into in the biden white house as some governors you know they're invited to come in and it's a big show and he signs it but this is uh he was on cnn ron Klein, president biden white house chief of staff he thinks things are much better than they were one year ago
1: as i said jake i think things are a lot better in this country than they were a year ago with regard to COVID, with regard to the economy. But we have a lot of work left to do. And I think voters are in a show-me-don't-tell-me mode. I don't think they really care as much about what I'm saying on TV or what you're saying on you TV that right. as much as they do about us putting results uh, into their lives. Uh, this bill the president's going to sign on Monday, uh, the infrastructure bill, I think is a big step forward in terms of dealing with a lot of the long-standing issues in this Things country. Things are better and now? The Build Back Better bill which we hope the House will vote on, scheduled to vote on this coming week when they get back from... Not recess, ...is another thing. Uh, Again, I have no objection to voters saying, look, I don't want to just hear speeches about it. I want to see action. We got action just before Congress went out. After four years, and frankly, 50 years, of Washington promising that there would be an infrastructure week, there'd be action on that, we finally got that bill passed. It'll be signed on Monday. We have to continue to work on the other economic problems, and of course, we have to continue our work on covid just this past week, we rolled out the vaccine for ages 5 to 11.
0: This is the only country in the world. Ours is the only government in the world. He started off by saying every child in this things are vaccinated. better than they were, we're about a million kids one year ago. The first few days of Delusional. We're to see that better. To days Empty uh, shelves. To solve. High gas prices. Let's hear again. It, just, it says it right in the beginning.
1: Well, look, I do think, as I said, Jake, I think things are a lot better in this country than they were a year ago
0: think how ridiculous that is and he's biden's chief of staff all right let's go to some of the sunday shows starting with stephanopoulos comes right out of the box with what is a brutal new abc poll regarding president biden this is remember commerce secretary raimundo she's part of this administration governor mckee is going down to show his support for it How is the Biden administration doing across the country? Let's hear it.
2: Good morning and welcome to This Week. We're coming on the air this morning with a brand new poll, and it's brutal for President Biden. His approval rating has hit a new low. Only 41% of Americans think he's doing a good job in office. 53% disapprove. 70% believe the economy is in bad shape. And with inflation at a three-decade high, only 39% approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Wow. Looking ahead to the midterm elections, Republicans have a ten point lead among registered voters, their largest lead ever in the forty year history of our poll. One bright spot for the President, his core policies are popular. Sixty three percent support the trillion dollar infrastructure bill he's going to sign into law tomorrow, and fifty eight percent support the two trillion dollar social investment and climate initiative he's pushing for right now.
0: You know they can try to spin it all they want. But look at that. You're not fooled by that. It is a brutal poll. It's absolutely a brutal poll that they've come out with. Job performance, 41% approve, 53% disapprove. New low in this state of the nation's economy, 70% say bad. And by his handling of the economy, 55% disapprove. Well, it's accurate. That's exactly what's going on. All right, let's go back to some of the sound CNN, Jake Tapper.
3: Approach. Americans are seeing higher prices on everything from gas to groceries. This week, the president changed his message on the issue, acknowledging for the first time inflation is, quote, worrisome and, quote, one of the most pressing economic concerns of the American people. A response, perhaps, to the political reality, a brand new poll from The Washington Post, ABC News, shows Biden's approval rating sinking to 41%. Wow. A new low, largely because of a negative shift among Democrats and independents, as 70% of the American people, according to this poll, rate the economy negatively, 70%. 63% of the American people think Biden has not accomplished much so far.
0: You know, and that is probably, now think of that. You know, as much as people want to go with... um uh the 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 biased media and and it is by the way look at how poor these numbers are now someone who's starting to annoy me and that is former governor of new jersey chris christie he wants to run in 2024 he thinks he can out elbow president trump I don't think that's the case, but let's, let's listen to it. One of
2: the bright spots in the poll for the president is that those policies, the bipartisan infrastructure bill and his build back better plan are popular majority support.
3: Here's the problem for him though, is the next election is always the most important election, right? So in the midterms in 2022, um, right now the Democrats went from plus 12 among independents in 2018 to minus 18 among independents in our poll. And... No matter what anybody wants to talk about, we learned in 2018 and in 2020, it's those independents that determine the swing elections. They're not going to determine them in the deep red or the deep blue districts, but in the swing districts and swing states in this country, the independents determine who's going to win. They elected Joe Biden in 2020, and right now the Democrats are deeply underwater with those independents. And I think it's because, George, he is not governing as he campaigned. He campaigned to be a uniter, a moderator, normalcy and yet he's gone way left yep. and the voters are going to pass infrastructure bill signing in <clears throat> I think that's I, and I you know 19 Republicans supported in the Senate. I think that's a good thing. But the fact is that his rhetoric and most of his actions have been to the left and
0: the voters were... You know who else is being affected by this is the Vice President Kamala Harris There's a scathing story about her her mishandling of the office. She's unhappy. Well, the Biden people, they're also unhappy with her. And so she's unhappy as the vice president, and then, of course, she's um, she's unhappy in her office. So here is where I like this, this uh, Senator Barrasso. Again, let's go back to this week's Stephanopoulos and basically um, talking about how unhappy people are right now, folks, with Cicilline, with the Democrat Party. Here we go. You
2: heard Brian Deese right there on the Build Back Better plan. He says it's fully paid for, it's going to reduce the deficit, and 17 Nobel laureates back the White House judgment that it's not going to increase inflation.
4: Well, first, happy anniversary. I started watching with uh, David Brinkley and continue to watch today. And in response to what the president's advisor said here, look, the American people have given this president... Failing grades across the board on this first quarter report card. Failing because of high costs and prices. Failing because of an overrun border. Failing because of the tragedy and the failure in Afghanistan. So only one in five Americans think the country is heading in the right direction. And no matter what bill the president happens to sign tomorrow, that's not going to change the failing grades. The problem is the Democrats are now saying we want to go all in with this massive tax and spending bill, which is going to harm American families. People are going to pay higher prices. That's right. going to be higher taxes. Uh. And of course, we're going to see an increase in the debt. So the, the the Republicans are heading in the right direction. The Democrats are full speed ahead against the ideas of what the American people want. And even Jason Furman, who was President Obama's economic advisor, he said what they're proposing here will add to inflation in 2022
0: well there's no question about it and it's going to and i just don't see uh we don't have anyone right now in rhode island or even massachusetts for that matter that's stepping up i think and speaking out on behalf of the people this is not the agenda the people want first of all like everyone else i don't think he did get an office but this the these are the results of the biden presidency folks it's getting cold it's going to be a chilly week it was chilly over the weekend make sure henry oil they are your oil provider warm you right up call them today 401 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery it's henry oil residential commercial service contracts you can depend on henry oil for budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing and automatic delivery serving most rhode island and southeastern mass call henry oil today 401 521-0200 and online at henryoil.com you are listening to the john DePietro show if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone and call west fountain autobody today 401- 272 3340 were you in an auto accident someone damaged your vehicle folks it can happen whether it's people not paying attention a drunk driver people texting and driving if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone call west fountain autobody 401-272-3340 they're located 400 west fountain street in providence remember with west fountain autobody they're going to work for you not the insurance company call them today if you were in an accident drunk driver someone texting and driving minor fender bender even a nearly totaled vehicle call West Fountain Auto Body today 401 272 3340 they'll handle everything for you the original the best and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up tell them bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body 401 272 3340 401 272 3340 West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, pietro.com It's time for our legal segment. Join me right now. He is our legal expert one of rhode island's top attorneys it is attorney tim dodd and tim i want to start off this kyle rittenhouse trial um it's it, it seems remarkable obviously for a lot of different reasons but let's start off with the fact that judge very outspoken and tim dodd I, I i'm used to seeing and i think the public might be used to not to this degree but some element of the judge giving so many times the defense kind of a, a talking to but um this seems very unusual how much the judge has, for lack of a better word, but just been berating the prosecution, Tim Dodd.
5: Well, the judge has been correct to berate this particular prosecution team. Um, the, they've got a lousy case. They haven't done a particularly credible job in trying to prosecute it. Things have not gone their way, um, and I think the judge said, you know, you, you're stepping over the line in terms of, you know, what you're attempting to do in front of this jury that any first year law student would know you can't do. The central issue being um, the prosecutor when Kyle Rittenberg, Rittenhouse accused him, on the stand um, implied that there was something wrong in the fact that the first time Kyle has told his version of the story was on the witness stand and that there's somehow, something to be drawn from the fact that he hasn't spoken about it sooner. That's in direct contravention of uh, Rittenhouse's uh, Fifth Amendment privileges. So the judge was correct to scold the prosecutors out of the presence of the jury. The defense team is having the time of life. This is some time, John, when a case is going very well, and it's... Um, being on trial and when things are going your way, it can be, um, I don't want to say a lot of fun, but it can be exciting when things are going your way. Um, yeah. And certainly things have been going yeah. defense for good reason. Um, it seems that the prosecution, John, has been surprised at every turn. Mm. <laughs> One of their key witnesses, that guy, um, Gross, Gross. Yeah. Um, basically said oh. that he had pointed his own weapon at yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. Like How could the prosecution not know that was going to be what this guy testified? Wow. Did they not prepare their witness? Did they not speak to their witness? I mean, they walked right into an ex- something that exploded in their face. They seemed completely unready and unprepared for the fact that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand in his own defense, they had to presume there was a reasonable chance that he would, because when the defense asserts self-defense as an affirmative defense, there's a burden shifting wherein the defense has a certain obligation um, and a certain burden of proof To explain and to prove to the jury that the self defense um, um, that's been raised can be backed up by credible evidence. And, you know, people might think that Kyle Rittenhouse is just some goofy young kid with, you know, a hero complex, but the kid did a pretty good job on the witness stand. He did. Um, he got his punches in there. You know, he said, yes, I shot because I was afraid for my life. I mean, and the way the prosecution was asking questions, I'm not sure how much of Kyle's testimony was organic and how much he had been really coached and prepped, but he knew just when to stick his points in, um, right in the prosecutor's face. Um, You know, the mainstream media is poo-pooing the fact that he started to sob and break down on the stand. You know, was that, again, an organic, uh, emotional um, moment that Kyle had? Was he acting? I think it's wholly believable, incredible that this young man who has, whether he's found not guilty or not, even if he walks away from this quote-unquote scot-free, he's got to live with the fact that he killed two people and wounded a third in a a major way. And whether he intended it or whether this was a situation that this escalated to the point that he opened fire, um, unless you're really a a cold-hearted person, you know, the notion that, even if you were justified in shooting, the fact that this justified shooting led, led to two deaths is something that I'm sure is going to um, keep this guy up nights for the rest of his life. So I right. think it's a legitimate reaction. But the defense is having a very good time. And yeah. when the judge ask the jury to go out and it's because something that the prosecutors have done or said, and the defense objects and the judge, you know, you can tell he's irritated, sends the jury out. The jury knows what's going on. Right. (laughs) They know the prosecutor is going to be taken to the woodshed. They don't know what he did wrong, but they knew he did something wrong. Um, And it seems that, Every time the judge has called one of these timeouts so he could yell at the prosecutors, it's out of the presence of the jury, but they intuitively or instinctively know something is amiss with the prosecution's case, and they scratching their heads when when the, the the guy that got wounded acknowledges pointing a gun yeah. at, at, at Kyle. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that if you're on no. the defense team.
0: <laughs> now, Tim Dodd, and the significance of that was if, in fact, he admitted um, he didn't shoot him until he pointed the gun at him, uh, it, I mean, that... I, I'm just... Are, are, are you surprised that they put that particular witness on the stand or is it just they're playing with the case that they were given, which is is a tough case?
5: It's a tough case. And these two gentlemen who are prosecuting the case – the, I mean, they might have said, "Hey, no way, I'm not trying this turkey." And well, the the DA for this jurisdiction might have said, "Well, you don't have a choice. Somebody's got to do it, and you two drew the short straws. You got to try the case." Um, there's been some speculation, John, in the media that the conduct and the questions that the prosecutors are asking is is are so outrageous that it's almost Mm. as they're intentionally trying to create a mistrial. Now, I don't think they're doing that. Um, That would be a pretty um, risky move right now. Defense counsel at, at this stage, the evidence is closed. The prosecutors put up one rebuttal witness who really didn't do much of anything. Uh, there was back and forth about a blurry, um, blow up from a drone um, footage right. that it, I don't think is going to be conclusive of anything. You know, no. the prosecutors say, Oh, look, there's Kyle and he's pointing a gun towards the the gentleman that got shot. Um, it's such a blurry image. You really can't tell what it is. So right. I don't know that the jury is going to be convinced um, uh, on that basis, but it's also interesting um Defense counsel put in, during their case, defense counsel put in to evidence a number of blow up photographs. Yeah. Enlarged from the original to show what they wanted it to show to the jury. So here's, here's our blow up of such and such a scene. The judge, we offer it full. The judge looks at the prosecutor. They don't object. So it comes in full. Now it's the prosecutor's turn to put in their blow up photo and the defense counsel, who is much sharper,
6: yeah. objects,
5: right. objects, saying the blow up, um, it doesn't, it distorts details. It's not as reliable as the original photo. The judge looks at the prosecutor and says, what do you have to say to that? The prosecutor says, well, the defense counsel did it. So the judge says, you didn't object. If you don't object, shame on you. Now, when you're trying to do something similar, if defense counsel is smart enough to raise the appropriate evidentiary issue, you know, you had the equal opportunity and you sat on your hands. So at, at every turn, the judge seems to be, um, less than enchanted with the presentation that these prosecutors are putting up. Um, and if I was one of these prosecutors, I'd be just kind of mortified and saying, see, I didn't want to try this clunker of a case. Yeah. And, you know, these two and the way they're putting this case on, I guarantee this case and some of what's been going on with a direct examination and cross of witnesses and even Kyle's testimony Will be taught in law schools. This is a case. Oh, this will absolutely be part of like when you take classes in evidence, Um, things to do and things not to do. And um, I think it would be very instructive for uh, students in law school to see this because. You got to be careful what you do especially in front of a jury i mean there's a little more leeway when it's a judge trial sitting without a jury but when there's a jury there you can't ask questions which um, put into play um rittenhouse's fifth amendment rights i mean you just can't as a prosecutor say well you haven't talked about this before and expect that the jury can draw a negative inference from that. That's just outrageous conduct. And this judge has been a judge for 40 years. I mean, how could the prosecutor possibly think he was gonna smoke that past the judge or by a very savvy defense team? Um, There's just no way that was gonna happen. Um, The defense made a motion for the judge to declare a mistrial. And the judge has reserved so far on that motion um, to call a mistrial. If the judge ultimately says, I'm declaring a mistrial, if the judge finds that the conduct of the prosecutors was you know, so outrageous that their conduct caused the mistrial, the judge could say it's a mistrial and the case is dismissed with prejudice, meaning it could never come back. Or if the judge said there's simply a mistrial without prejudice, then there could be a new trial starting all over again with maybe this judge, maybe a different judge. But the testimony is all transcribed. People are all testifying under oath. No one's gonna be able to change their story. I guess if you really were a cynic, you'd say, well, the prosecutors are trying to tank this case and create a mistrial with prejudice so that Kyle Rittenhouse never gets the um, satisfaction, let's say, of uh, being acquitted, being found not guilty. If the case was dismissed with prejudice because of prosecutorial misconduct, well, the talking point would be, well, this kid was never found not guilty. So I don't know if that would be their motivation.
0: Right. But Tim Dodd right now, and again, folks, we speak with our legal expert, Tim Dodd, uh, unless I'm missing something, I, I would think the defense, they they want to go for a verdict because it would seem that they have a very good – it's tough to you know not being there and watch the jury. But it sure sounds like they, they have a very strong case, and the best case scenario would be the verdict of him found not guilty as opposed well, to being thrown out.
5: You can never predict what a jury is going to do. True. Yep. <laughs> You got to convince 12 people that he's yeah. not guilty. Now, right. is it possible that this case ends in a mistrial because you've got a hung jury? Well, that's possible. But I, I agree with you, John. I think that at this stage of the game, and evidence is closed, all we're waiting for is you know to closing arguments to be completed and the judge to instruct the jury. I think there's a strong likelihood that as far as the murder charges that this guy will be found not guilty will he be found guilty of the misdemeanor um, charge of having um, an unregistered weapon um, maybe yes maybe no but i think the jury will be so um displeased with the prosecutor's performance i think they're going to find him not guilty on everything and let's mm. assume it's a hung jury or let's assume remarkably the jury comes back and finds this guy guilty the judge could still take the verdict away. Um, he could enter not guilty, notwithstanding the verdict, or he could then play the mistrial card and force the prosecution to do it all over again. So the judge has a number of um, options. If it's a hung jury or if the mm. kid was to be found guilty, the judge could say, no, 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 you know, this is such a prejudiced, you know. Um, uh, Evidence that's been put on. I'm not going to let the guilty verdict stand. I'm going to take it away. Or this guilty verdict could have only resulted because of the prosecutorial misconduct. And now I'm going to declare the mistrial. So there's a number of things
0: you can do. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway how do you know it's brother's disposal because it's a purple dumpster look for them on facebook and give them a call for an estimate 401-688-0517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brother's disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brother's disposal 401 401- six eight eight zero five one seven whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings call brother's disposal today come on brother call brother's disposal 401-688-0517 look for them on facebook brother's disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517 you're listening to the john dipetro show on am 1380 fm well All fall, we have been bringing attention to, drawing your attention to, it has been a crisis with adult men, men over 50, that uh, have felt they've had no options, folks, and have taken their own life. And that's why we've been encouraging people to sign on, mantherapy.org, to the website and take the, they call it a a head check, and someone who's been instrumental in drawing attention to it and uh, been on with us this fall is our friend, Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, I have heard from uh, so many different individuals that have said that it's the first time they've ever heard two people, and I would mean that would be you and I, talk so openly about something that affects people. It's something that in the past people have considered almost a a taboo subject, but it's one of those things. By talking about it, by people seeking health, logging on mantherapy.org, it could actually save lives.
6: Absolutely, John. Uh... You know, it is a difficult subject to talk about, but it's something that really has to be done. The more, we, uh, more information we get about uh, suicide and, and mental health problems and the more we talk about it, the less stigma is going to be around it. And uh, we're much more likely to get people help they need. Um, right now, the average time between the time an adult re- realizes that they have a mental health problem and they get help is about 10 years. So that's 10 years of suffering uh, instead of getting help we've got to we've got to just uh, decrease that we've got to help people a lot sooner um, because a lot of those people do end up taking their lives because they don't have any help
0: dr. Rob what would you say to family member spouse who noticed there's a, a change in behavior seemingly they you know person is as I would say slipping more into a hole they can't in a sense reach them um how would you how would you maybe advise the family, the spouse, the co-worker, the, the friend, the the parent?
6: Well, I, I think the first thing you should do is, is express your concern and your caring for them. Um, that expression uh, goes a long way in helping somebody to open up and realize that there's hope because other people care about them. Um, the other thing that's really beneficial is to have some training. Uh, there are some free trainings uh, in, in the area. Uh, One is called Mental Health First Aid, which teaches adults how to recognize that someone may be struggling with a mental health problem. Depression is by far the most common, but uh, there's an action plan associated with that training. Uh, It it takes about uh, six hours to do the training. It's free in a lot of areas, especially in the southern part of the state. Um, But that training really helps you to uh, to figure out at an earlier stage that somebody may be struggling with something, then the other part is what I call the waterfall, when people are, are really thinking seriously about taking their own life. Uh, the training for that that really works is QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And that helps any adult to recognize that a, young, that a person of any age might be thinking of suicide, ask a question directly. Persuade them to let you help them get some help, and then refer them appropriately. Uh, as I said before, we don't want people, everybody going to the emergency room not everybody needs to be there. And it, um, the care right now is not great in most emergency rooms for mental health care. So um, we, we're trying to get people uh, identified as early as possible. We know that the sooner we identify these problems, the better chance we'll have for of success. But the other thing people need to be given is hope. They need to know that 90% of people with mental health problems can be helped. Uh, it's about the same as for physical problems, actually. So... We need to really uh, get the, knowledge, the word out there that um, the help is available. It may take a while, and while you're waiting to get an appointment, going to the, the websites are really great, and man therapy is a, is a great one. Um, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention also has a lot of good uh, online resources. Um, so while you're waiting for an appointment, doing something online can be very helpful. But the other thing you can do is just keep checking in with people what they call caring contacts, give them a call or send them a postcard, not expecting to reply necessarily, but just to let them know that you're thinking about them and you care about them. Uh, studies have shown that caring contacts really make a big difference in saving people's lives.
0: Folks, again, we we'll speak with Dr. Rob Harrison and Dr. Rob, uh, you have the holidays coming up. You have the continued stress due to the pandemic and everything that's going on right now. Uh, but there is a way that people can, as you said, reach out, get help, it starts by logging on at mantherapy.org. Folks, we're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Rob Harrison. Dr. Rob, great job. as It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company, call MEGA MEGA Professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is AKA sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. You're listening to the john de show am 1380 99.9 fm folks joining us right now talk about now the biden people are saying the economy is going great and they can't even keep up with the demand but uh joining us right now is gene Marks, and uh gene i i just don't see where the biden administration what they're saying matches up with what people are, are actually experiencing
7: yeah hi, hi john it's good to speak with you and yeah i um I agree with you. That is not what I am seeing um, among my clients. I mean, just just to make sure that we're clear. I mean, I, I run a, a, I'm run a CPA. I have a financial services firm outside of Philadelphia. We have about 600 active clients that are small and mid-sized businesses. And, um, you know, the narrative I get from them, because I speak to many of them all the time, is that they are really challenged with um, significant obstacles right now um, for navigating their way out of this pandemic. They're Obviously, supply chain and cost pressures are significant to them. And uh, labor disruption, finding good people has been very, very tough. So the rosy view that the Biden administration is giving is just, I'm just not seeing that in the field, man. You know, I mean, that's just not what I'm seeing. And um, I'm not quite sure where the disconnect is.
0: Gene, what about the fact uh, people can't remember the last time, you know, you go, you see empty shelves, uh, whether it's, you know, businesses just trying to do business that can't find parts or certainly restaurants. The amount of supplies, put food to the side just for them. Which is a lot of the basic supplies have jacked up. We, where did this? Uh, it, it just seems to be almost like we're in a death spiral.
7: I don't know if it's that bad. I mean, I, listen, you know, it, it, realistically, you can't shut down, you know, basically the world's two biggest economies, you know, you know, China and the U.S. for a significant period of time, like we saw in 2020, and you know many parts of it in 2021, without there just being you know disruptions in in the supply chain. I mean, it it does make you appreciate, doesn't it, just how sort of fragile the whole chain really is. That something like this can happen and it can cause um, as much much you know disruption as it has. Um, and in fact, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised that there aren't more shortages on the shelves. I think it's a testament to. Uh, the many businesses in this country um, and a lot of hardworking people to make sure that, that, that stuff is moving around and and getting out there. So, you know, I, I really, honestly, I'm, I guess I'm a half, is, you know, glasses half full guy. I'm optimistic that these things will work itself out over time. Um, I just think that, you know, what's what's just, you know, exacerbated this is continued mandates and, and lockdowns and restrictions, um, which have kept employees from getting out of their homes and getting into work um to to move these things along
0: you know gene let's start with just the price of gas how did the price of gas (laughs) get as high as it is you know to me it's interesting because the price of gas if 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 a president handles it properly it's it's like billboards on all these city blocks all over the country that are advertising when people see to me it's it's a lot of it psychological when you see low price of gas people Harken back to better times. Wow, look at that. I can fill up my tank for 25 bucks or that type of thing. When the price of gas goes up, people have flashbacks to, you know, uh, uh, the, the Carter years and, and it, it just brings <laughs> on this fear that True. things are not going well. And, and so in some ways it could be a mirage. but how did we even just get where we are right now?
7: Well, listen, uh, the price of gas, as you know, is based on the price of oil, and oil is a commodity, and that is subject to just supply and demand around the world. Um, And there have been many, many things that have interrupted that supply and demand. You know, I mean, Jonathan, there's one thing that I found is that you um, you, you can't answer any question like this with just one specific answer. There's always a combination of things. So, you know, for example, things like weather has gotten in a way, particularly down on the Gulf Coast, has interrupted supply. Government regulations have certainly gotten in the way um, by by shutting down or, or hampering the building of new pipelines that continue to bring supply into this country. Obviously, COVID and the pandemic um, has interrupted economic production in Europe and in Asia as well as the U.S. So that has had you know a back and forth impact on supply as well. Uh, and then of course you've got you know some of the major suppliers like you know OPEC and even Russia that are throttling their supplies to drive up the price of oil because it, it does Vladimir Putin well um you know the higher the price of oil goes. Over the past no fifteen years or so, we have had the benefit of you know of, of a growing oil and gas industry um led by all the fracking that's been done um in this country. Um, which has made us really independent of of outside oil and unfortunately over the past few years the rhetoric coming from um really the democratic party from you know from from president biden um has been this is bad and we have to invest in uh you know alternative energies and you know because of climate change and and all of that which has shut down Uh, you know it has hampered the supply of that same oil and gas i mean being in the oil and gas industry right now under the Biden administration is not a really good bet, um, because of you know all of the hurdles that that industry is facing, and unfortunately, we're nowhere near getting to the point of uh, you know of, of, of sustainable energy you know that that can, that can replace fossil fuels anytime in the near future. And what's really sad about it is that there's such a such a huge supply in this country of those fossil fuels. If the government would get out of the way. And let those companies get that, you know, get those fuels to the pumps. And in the end, that benefits American businesses, particularly my clients. You, you also have to keep in mind when you talk about the price of gas. I know consumers are impacted when you go to the pump. But, you know, there are so many products in this world that are oil-based products. And my clients spend so much on their own energy bills um, and utility bills. They're all seeing those prices go up. So the restrictive policies that are coming out of Washington are, are driving all of these increased prices, which is just putting more and more pressure on American businesses
0: to figure out what to do. Folks, again, we're speaking with Gene Marks, and Gene, you know, the jobs report was uh, was better than than uh, than you know it obviously was better than what we saw for you know August and September. Do you yeah. think is is the workforce uh, in the country are they starting to fall back into the Into the you know the marketplace are they going in fact back to work or a lot of people still staying on the sidelines? Well,
7: I really hope so. (laughs) I mean, like I always say to myself, like you know, okay, the government unemployment payments ran out in September, uh, right at Labor Day. So the October report came out, and that was you know for September that was weak. But now, you know, wow, what a surprise when you know when you see that the government stops paying people to stay at home through enhanced unemployment benefits. The, the direct result of that is that people have to pay their rent and buy food they got to get jobs and come out of the market and so that's why we had a strong jobs report in October. I mean it's just common sense that you know you know when when people aren't getting handouts from the government they're gonna have to gain employment so yeah, I do see those numbers increasing um, and I do think we're going to continue to see strong job reports only for for a couple of reasons. One is that we're still four million jobs behind where we were pre-pandemic. So there's a lot of catching up to do. There's still really strong demand out there for products. I mean, uh, you know, Institute of Supply Management, which does reports every month on demand, purchasing demand, both in the service and manufacturing industries are reporting record highs. I mean, my clients are busy. I mean, they are they got customers that want products. So, you know, because of that, there is still a demand for workers for sure. Um, and I think we will see those workers come back to the workplace um, over the coming months, as long as they're not given more incentives to stay at home. I mean, the other thing to consider is also the health concerns. Um, you know, as, as panicky as people in my home city of Philadelphia, you walk around Philadelphia and you still see, uh, you know, 30, 40% of people wearing masks, you know, outside. Wow. There's still mandates in the city. It's, it's a really crazy environment. It's mm. Like, you know, it's like that way in the Northeast. And then you go around the rest of the country and it's normal. But I think that's changing. I think people are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable and safer getting back to work. So I do think people will be coming back to work. The bottom line is that I I do want to also temper all of that. Even before COVID, there were like 9 million unfilled jobs out there. We still have a worker shortage. So that issue is never going to go away. And employers are going to have to continue to invest in technologies uh, to enhance their businesses and make them as productive as possible.
0: So robots will start to enter the workplace
7: and i am writing besides running my own firm i do a lot of writing i write for like the hill i write for the washington times i write for the guardian and um i am obsessed with that topic yeah i bookmark every week story after story and i go out in the field to my own clients and i see them you should see how they are investing in technology in their warehouses and their production floors because the technology has become so much cheaper you know just five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars for robotic arms that do assembly for example and those robots they don't require health insurance yep they don't ask to work from home no they don't complain because somebody's bullying them in the office yes you know, They just work yeah so it's a big it's a big surge i'm saying
0: folks again it's gene mark listening to the john DePietro show folks it's am 1380 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com this portion of our program sparked by henry oil boy it is chilly this morning it sounds like you know right now without question we have entered the heating season so why not call henry oil family tradition folks rhode island tradition since 1947 call them today 401-521-0200 make henry oil your oil provider reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts budget plans serving most rhode island and southeastern mass it's henry oil make them your oil provider automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing call henry oil today 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 it's henry oil well it is uh, closing arguments in the kyle rittenhouse case of which uh, national guard is standing by good morning america had uh, gma had a good piece on the closing arguments that are uh, taking place let's listen to that
8: now as his case is nearing its end his mother speaking out over the weekend about her son's decision to take the witness stand. it was rough and it was heartbreaking and emotionally draining for the whole, this was on fox news and for my family i couldn't even be prouder of him Closing arguments will begin at 9 a.m. Central Time here, and defense attorneys are expected to hammer home what Kyle Rittenhouse claimed in that dramatic testimony last week, that he acted in (laughs) self-defense. The governor of Wisconsin has put 500 National Guard troops on standby as this city braces for possible unrest. Kyle Rittenhouse faces three counts of homicide, among other charges, and he could be sentenced to life in prison if he's convicted of the most serious charge. First degree intentional homicide. But prosecutors have occasionally seemed to struggle in court, with the judge angrily chastising them at times. Don't get brazen with me. And some of their own witnesses have given testimony more helpful to the defense. Still, the judge in this case has indicated he could include lesser charges during jury instructions, but on Fox, Kyle Rittenhouse's mother says she believes the jury will find her son not guilty. They've been taking notes, listening to the truth, and I hope they take that and take that into what um, the outcome is going to be. The judge in this case has given the lawyers on both sides a maximum of two and a half hours each for closing arguments today. There will be jury instructions then and so the jury is likely to get the case by this evening. They will not be sequestered. As for Kyle Rittenhouse, he is living with his family here in Wisconsin. He's moved from Illinois and he is awaiting his verdict
0: now over the course of the weekend um you were hearing or i was hearing anyway there are people saying oh he went there he was hunting and he was there hunting. you know it, it's just so disingenuous and, and horrific the way they're describing it also folks how about this why is the national guard on duty why does the national guard have to be on on uh on call uh is it because oh i don't know if he's found guilty no that's we all know the reason why and the reason why the National Guard has to be there is, if the jury votes not guilty, they expect rioting and looting. We have to go back to this. Why are we going backwards like this? Why is that acceptable? That should never have been acceptable. It shouldn't have been acceptable in 2020. It shouldn't be acceptable in 2021 or any year going forward. And we all know the answer to it. Never just kind of dances around it. The reason the National Guard has to be ready and they're called out is, in fact, if the jury comes out with The verdict that they should which is not guilty they don't have the national guard ready in case the jury finds him guilty because then if he's found guilty there won't be any rioting you know this type of attitude of allowing this this is what caused the problem in the first place this is exactly what caused the problem in the first place this was night three of the rioting setting fires do you know that there were um hundreds of businesses many of them never reopened that were completely destroyed and initially they were letting the people they called it just you know venting and letting off steam and letting them do that so all eyes are, are going to be on this it kind of flashes back now some of the stories we're going to be watching and talking about is it is a full meltdown for the vice president you know i've had i remember when uh in january when biden was sworn into office uh people were saying oh He's he's going to be going by May. They're going to hand it right over to her. And I'd say I don't think so. I don't think they're handing it over to Kamala Harris. She was put there because first he said he was going to have a female vice president, and then after last summer they felt they needed to have a a vice president uh, of color. Then people said, oh, you watch. He'll he won't even be there by Labor Day. Well, you know now we're getting close to Thanksgiving. Biden is still in office, and if anything, she feels frozen out. And the reason I want to point that out is many of you that were saying they're just warming this up for her. You were wrong. They're they not warming it up for her. She was chosen. Number one, he said he would choose a female VP. It's fall. Very soon. The heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L., Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for fifty-five years. JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600 you're listening to the john DePetro show on am 1380 99.9 fm folks remember you can always listen online at our website depetro.com check out the website depetro.com we have original unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetero.com depetro.com if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 Thirty-three forty. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Autobody Body today. 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. The original, the best, and... If you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340.